So the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you want to learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer, physical therapist, business coach, serial entrepreneur, and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. This is Aaron LeBauer, your host, and today we're going to talk about what it takes to be a high-performance business owner. This past weekend, so by the time you're hearing this, it's probably been a few weeks, um, but this past weekend, I went to the High Performance Summit with my coach, Bedros Koulian, and Wes Watson. Wes isn't my coach, but Wes uh, has spoke at the Empire Mastermind that I was in a few years ago, and he's friends with Bedros, and um, they're both... I mean, what are they, eight-figure earners, multi-eight figures? I mean, Bedros is the CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp. Um, he owns, he has a coaching business. He owns a supplement line, True Lean Supplements. Um, he, has a, he owns a, you know, he owns like a t-shirt brand. I mean, a bunch of different things. Um, Wes is a uh, business coach. Um, he's like a life coach, fitness coach. Wes Watson was a millionaire by 20. Um, but he was selling drugs, and then he went to jail from 25 to 35 and spent 10 years in jail. He, what it, was he doing there? Uh, short, uh, he, was, he was helping his other like cellmates and inmates um, get fit, get in shape, and like survive through prison. Um, and he was like kind of a leader in there for them, but part of it was his journey of, I think, was it maybe a survival or staying, you know, staying sane through the whole process. Um, getting up early, working on his fitness, everything. And you can find him on YouTube if you want to go check him out and see him. I mean, he's like super big muscles, veiny. He'll get in your face. You, you may or may not like Wes. I mean, he's very different than me. But what I know from him, and I've times I've heard him, he is doing a lot of good in the world. Um, and his uh, his business, his he's got a massive coaching business making, you know, hundreds of thousands, probably millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, probably millions of dollars a month. I mean, he's making eight figures. I mean, coaching people through $47 programs, $300 programs, and $7,500 programs, um, speaking, etc. So these two guys came together, brought their audiences together to do a an event. It's called the High Performance Summit. I learned a ton. It was amazing. Um, but I really just wanted to go through and give you kind of my thoughts because one, it's fresh, and two, I think this is important because when we look at what does it take to run a business, what does it take to keep your business alive and thrive during COVID, what does it take to weather the recession that's coming? Like we all know there's a recession coming. Well, there's always a recession coming, but there's a cycle coming and it's gonna be another, there's gonna be another recession. And it's probably really, you would think it's already here. Um, what does it take? It takes someone who's a high-performance entrepreneur like to get through this. And we didn't become high-performance entrepreneurs because I was born this way. And so you have to learn kind of the mindsets, not just the strategies, but the behaviors, the routines, etc., of what it takes to be a high-performance um, business owner. And you may be listening like me. I mean, I was a... Um, I wasn't a professional cyclist, but I was a, at the top amateur level. And not anyone can get there. I mean, 
look, I raced with a guy who was world-class in rowing, was sculling, whatever it is. It's like he, had, he was a world champion, but he wasn't high performance at bicycle racing because he didn't have the right mindsets in the, in the training. He had an engine. And I've had other guys who'd never done anything else, but they had an amazing engine, but they couldn't reach like the top level because there's just something missing. But you probably have some kind of thing that you've done where you were high performance. And look, getting into grad school, because most of you listening are doctors, getting into grad school takes a high performance education mindset. Like you didn't get through grad school not reading books and not studying. Like you did it. So these things aren't foreign to you, but they're just, there's a different context to them in business. And so what I want to do is just, I'll share with you some of my big takeaways, some of my thoughts around this. Um, but there's definitely patterns. There's definitely things that you need to be doing. So that's where I was. And it was in Costa Mesa, California. It was awesome. I got to, there were a couple of people I had already met before a couple of, um, like Tony Steffen, who's been on the podcast. He was there. He's a dietitian, um, and business coach for dietitians. And now he's getting into real estate. Who else was there? That was, I mean, Bedros was on the podcast. I've had, um, trying to think if there, who else was there that, uh, you guys might know if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, but there was a lot of people that I met through, um, through coaching programs I've done with Bedros, um, that were there who I got to meet for the first time in person, which is great. And the, the main thing is, is like what I'm doing by going to that event is putting myself in the room with people who are crushing it, who are doing what I'm doing or excelling at what I'm doing and doing it better than me, which is the very reason I put together PT BizCon is so that you as physical therapists can be in the room with other physical therapists who are doing the work, who are building businesses, helping thousands of patients. So I'm just going to give you kind of go through my notes and I, I took some things down verbatim, but I just really, I wrote in the comments. And so not all this is verbatim. It's me um, sharing the keys and then my thoughts on it. And so there's a couple things um, that we start off. So, uh, Bryce, one of Bedros, Bedros CEO of Fit by Bootcamp said, there's three factors for high performance. You take action on what you learn. You, you need to time collapse your results by doing coaching mastermind of, and events. And there's money in the transaction, but there's generational wealth in the relationship. And so let me just break that down for you. Uh, I tell all our platinum mastermind members, or I ask them all, you know, promise me three things that you'll ask for help when you need it that you'll take action on what you learn and it, you'll take action and implement the strategies that you learn and then you'll share your wins and lessons. The number one thing that keeps people from success is the lack of taking action, whether it's a perfection mindset or ego, you know, I don't need to do that, um, et cetera. You know, you have to take action. Time collapse, what does that mean? You might be smart enough to do this on your own, but if I could show you the fast track to doing it quicker, wouldn't you wanna save some time? And the way that you save time is working with people or getting a blueprint. You're working with people have already done it. The best way to do that is through coaching programs, masterminds, going to events. I mean, it's really, like, how do you time collapse? Sometimes you have to buy speed. Time is more important than money. And one of the things he said is there's money in the transaction. So we could say, I'm really interested in money. And I just wanna make it a lot of transactions, but there's, generational wealth in creating relationships. And you know, if I'm focused on sales, it's gonna show, but if I am focused on doing what's right for people and doing what's right for our patients, and I wanna create a relationship with them, whether I can help them or not, that's what's gonna build the generational wealth. And generational wealth is the wealth that I can 
I can't even use myself. I pass it on to my kids. They pass on to theirs. So a couple other things about high performers is that high performers understand or think that they are better than everyone else. Look, like I'm better than everyone else. Like I'm not better than you, but I provide a, a coaching program that's better than my competition. I provide a physical therapy service that's better than my competition. Like I know that. I know that I have the top level program. I provide I provide more than other people are going to provide. I provide more help, more resources. Like our programs are top notch. Like our clinic, like you can't get physical therapy like we have anywhere else. You know, so we're better than everyone. I know that. You know, um, the other thing is is that I'm never going to be satisfied. High performers are never satisfied. Like I might get to this goal, but I'm not going to be satisfied with it because I want more. I want to help more people. Like I'm (laughs) I'm addicted. If there's something I'm addicted to, I'm addicted to helping people. I'm addicted to how much can I save time and impact more people in the same hour. That's why I love doing these podcasts because hopefully you'll share this with a friend and thousands and thousands of people will start downloading these. You know, I, mean, I don't know how many people download them already, and we get thousands of downloads, but tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people will download and listen to this podcast, whether they're a physical therapist or not. I do know that there's only a couple hundred thousand physical therapists in the United States, but I'm never satisfied. Like, if you're a high performer, you're not going to be satisfied, right? You're not going to be satisfied with just making $4,000 a month or replacing your income. Eventually, if you just want to create a job, like, yeah, you might be satisfied, but then you're not a high performer. High performers have uh, need impulse control, right? Or ha- do you have impulse control? It's more like you're impulsive, you're ready to do something, but you need to sometimes rein that in and not go after all the um, good ideas. The good idea fairy is going to land on your shoulder sometime. You have to control that and focus on your mission. Um, a couple things that that I learned. Um, and so Wes uh, Watson was first talking and what he talked about, some of the things he talked about the very first day, there was no strategies or tactics. It's all about the mindsets and behaviors and, um, and uh, patterns, you know, thoughts. You know, a couple of things he said that resonated with me is success is the result of who you become. Success isn't the result of who you are right now. It's a result of who you become. So that person you are right now, you're going to grow. And if you think that you've got it all, like you're selling yourself short or your ego is talking, like no matter how smart you are, how much success you have, there is always more. And if you're a high performer, you're not going to be satisfied. So you're going to become something new. And success is a result of who you become in the future and bettering yourself. So the next thing he said was like, you have to heal yourself and then you teach others to do the same. And he's talking about him, you know, but he's talking about like us, like, like, look, I thought I got into business coaching, but really got into life coaching because we all have our own issues and insecurities and we have to figure out how to solve them or how to live with them or how to get rid of them and be a better person. And so part of this is about personal growth. And as you grow personally, and you heal yourself from your like past traumas, whether it was physical, emotional, or something else. You know, it's like as we heal ourselves, then we can teach others to do the same. And remember, I said before that 
I ask all of my Platinum Mastermind members to, you know, ask for help when they need it, take action on what they learn, and share their wins and lessons. And like I've said this before, the only reason I'm here is because I've shared my wins and lessons. I share what I know, you know, but I had to go through, you know, a lot of trials and tribulations. I had to go through a lot to get here to learn it. I had to heal myself. Yeah, I had, I'm still working on it, but I had to figure out, okay, how do I, you know, I think the thing that really bothered me was that I didn't get into this just to make money. I got into it to help people. But the insurance is so money-driven. And there are some, definitely some things in there where it's like, you can't do, we're not going to pay you if you don't do X, Y, and Z. Or we're not going to pay you if you do X, Y, and Z. It's like, okay, what's that? So I'm still working on that part. But as I grow, and if you've been listening to me for years, like some of you have, you can tell there's a difference between what we're talking about on the podcast today and what we talked on the po- about the podcast on the podcast five years ago. As you heal and grow yourself, then you can teach others to do the same. But if you're not growing and changing, what do you have to teach or share? But you must create intention in your process. There must be an intention. It can change. Like mine, my, my habits and things have changed. But you must have a good intention, right? Otherwise, it's going to show. And one of the best ways that people talk about doing this, and I, man, I have the hardest time doing this, is building gratitude, like writing in a gratitude journal or giving gratitude to other people. Because my brain just wants to wake up, get things done, and go to work. But it's pausing and sharing gratitude for other people, which is a, is a way to give something without expectation. You know, that's one thing that I need to do more of, is, is sharing my gratitude with the other people in my life and the other people who aren't in my life but have been in my life. And just little messages like a text message here and there or a gratitude journal. What are you grateful for? You know, I don't do that enough. I need to do more of it. Um, but that's high performers do that. Um, another thing that Wes said, and I totally get this, and people are at, you know, really need to hear this. Don't compare your chapter one to my chapter 20. Look, I've been, I've, I started my first business in 1999. So was that 22, almost 23 years? So don't compare your first year in business to my 23rd year in business, right? Don't compare your first year in business. Like this happens a lot of times with people who are starting an online business. They think I've got a course to sell and it's great and people are going to want it and I'm really smart. Well, they haven't built an audience. They haven't built rapport. They have not built credibility. You haven't stacked credits with other people by giving first. And you're going, okay, well, why didn't no no one's buying my course where I sold $4,000 worth of courses, but I can't get $10,000 a month. But you've only been doing this for, what, eight months? Like you're crushing it. But you're comparing your chapter one to my chapter 20. So don't do that. Compare, you know, your chapter one is relevant to your chapter one. And part of that's that comparison thing. But the other part of it is, is you're expecting a little too much too soon when you haven't got all the things dialed in. You might have some success or you might not have feel like you have any. But if you're out there attempting to do it, like you're going to get it. You just have to look at the experience of others you want to be like and understand that it takes time. Success is like an iceberg. No one sees all the work that it takes. They only see like the result. They don't see the blood, sweat, and tears. And there's a bunch of memes like this, right? They don't see that. They don't see the blood, sweat, and tears of years of dealing with haters and people you know, saying your messages and emails and whatever saying you suck and 
you know, what you're saying is terrible and all this stuff. They don't see that. They just see, you know, success. But you have to go through the trial or the test. You know, Wes said, there's no, without a test, there's no testimony. Without the hardship and the trial and the things that you, where you struggle, there, there's nothing to share if you didn't go through the struggle and come out on the other side. Like, who cares, you know, if, if I didn't struggle to figure out how to get patients to pay cash for physical therapy, like, and I just said, hey, I'm just going to get a job, like, you guys wouldn't be listening to this episode. Like, it's just plain and simple. If I didn't go through, you know, four or five years of trying to figure out how to get my business to run and say, hey, Aaron's making multiple six figures in a cash-based practice, you know, before I realized, oh, I can hire someone to do this and it's going to be successful. Like, if I didn't go through that, like, we wouldn't be here today, you know, and there's other things that we've done, you know, or struggled with, you know, but you have to go through that and it's going to be hard and you just have to know that the struggle is part of the game. And as a high performer, you have to understand and your partner or spouse has to understand that there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be great days and bad days and there's going to be in-between days. And because you're never satisfied, it's going to be really tough to be like, oh, today was amazing. I mean, today isn't fucking amazing. But if it didn't meet my expectations, like we have to reframe that. And we work really hard on that in our coaching programs to say, okay, what are the three wins? If you only got those done this week, you'd be satisfied and everything else is bonus. Like it's just a frame of reference. Like I said, high performers aren't satisfied. I don't know that I'll ever be satisfied or want to settle down. Like it's just <laughs> at this point... It's not in my DNA. You know, it's probably not in yours. This is another quote from Wes. He said, until you can laugh at what tried to break you, you're not ready to teach people. Okay, and he said also that everything that tried to break you are the trophies on your shelf. So it's the hard things. Remember, this guy was in prison. Like, you can go watch his videos on YouTube and see some of the things he went through. I don't want to find out what that's like. But it definitely didn't break him or at this point, you know, it's like the things, the hard things that we're going through, that you're going through are the things that you're going to use as leverage to help more people in the future. So maybe you're the person that ruptured their ACL in college. And now because of that rehab experience, you're a PT and maybe you're like, you're really good at rehabbing and connecting with people who have the same problem. Or maybe you had neck or shoulder pain or back pain or herniated disc and you've had surgery. And now you're a PT and you've overcome that. And now you can help your patients in a way that I, I can't because I didn't have that. Well, I had, man, I had a lot of neck pain racing bikes one year. I didn't have a PT help me with it though. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know PTs. I, you know, I figured it out through massage therapy and mafosh release and I got some relief and it got better. And probably my bike position changed the next year and that had a big deal. with it. But I know, I know what that feels like. It is not comfortable, you know? So without that, I wouldn't be able, I would have a hard time empathizing with my patients. When I went to massage therapy school, or after I started, my body hurt so much. I was like, oh my God, I should never gone to massage therapy school. My body hurts a lot now because I was more aware of what was happening in my body. So if you don't go through those trials, then it's gonna be hard to lead and hard to teach and hard to help other people. 
the next thing he said that was like, great, I need you to hear this, is follow the blueprint, quotes, follow the blueprint of people ahead of you and be honest with your timeline. This is what I'm talking about, like, don't compare your chapter one to my chapter 20. Be honest with your timeline of how long this is gonna take. But follow what other people have done. You know, follow the blueprint. Like, you wanna start a cash practice? Go get the Cash PT Blueprint. It is the best training program. It's We've put thousands of physical therapists through this to launch and uh, six-figure cash practice in 90 days. It can be done if you take action and you're persistent and you're never satisfied, you're gonna do it. But be honest, you know, that it's not gonna come tomorrow. Like you're not gonna start and launch and start making $5,000, $10,000 a month right away. Like you may, some and some people do, but just be honest with yourself. Like that's bonus, but it's probably gonna take you some time. And the people that do that in the first month were working on their business before that first month there was uh, ice under the water. There's two more things that Wes shared that I wanna share with you. He said, the only way to break a bad habit is to make a good habit. So you've got a bad habit, he's basically saying, you've got a bad habit, replace it with a good habit. And one of the best habits that I can think of that Wes and Bedros promote and everyone I know, and you as physical there is like, get out and move, exercise. So look, I wanna do meditation, so I'm gonna start meditating. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do my regular workout and then I'm gonna tag some meditation onto the end. I got another habit I want, like a gratitude journal. I'm gonna do my workout that I'm already doing and write in my gratitude journal, whatever. I'm gonna take a, a habit and that's called, that's called habit stacking. I'm gonna add another habit to it. If I wanna get rid of a bad habit, a habit I don't like, I gotta choose a new habit. Here's the last thing that he shared that I wanna share with you is pros operate from commitment, amateurs operate from feelings. You're a pro, you're pro cyclist, like you, I mean, I wasn't a pro, I was, look, I was category one, but I was committed. I went and trained in San Francisco, 45 degrees in the rain. Like I went out to go train. Like I just put a garbage bag under my jersey. I mean, there's this cool way you take a garbage bag, you punch a hole in the top, you punch some ar holes with arms, and you can kind of cut a slit around your chest to change the airflow. And you put it under your jersey so it keeps your upper body like from getting soggy. <laughs> and you put some oil on your legs and so the water runs right off your legs. 45 degrees, rainy, 50 degrees and rainy. Aaron was out on his bike. That's commitment. Did I get a pro contract? No. But I raced with the pros, right? In business, like it's the same thing. You're committed to your business, you show up no matter what. You're a little sick. Look, prior to COVID, if I was feeling a little sick, I still showed up. Now with COVID, and like until I know it's not COVID, like, you know, I'm not gonna go treat my patients knowing I'm sick. But before, if I was having a bad day, I didn't cancel my patients. I didn't say, oh, I'm having a little bad day, I'm just feeling sorry for myself, I'm canceling. Like, you don't do that. Amateurs operate from feelings. Amateurs, like, I feel bad, I feel good, I'm gonna do things when I feel good, I'm gonna do things when I feel bad. You know what, pros know how to change their state. You're feeling like, oh, I don't wanna make social media uh, videos, I don't know what to make. Go work out, go do 20 burpees, do 10 jumping jacks, change your state physically. Like I was saying before, one of the best ways um, to change a habits or add habits or to just get into a right frame of mind is fitness. And if you're a physical therapist and you're hurt all the time and you're not getting physical therapy, then you should be getting physical therapy. If you're a physical therapist and you're not exercising on a regular basis and keeping your body in shape, you need to be doing that. You need to be keeping your body in shape. You need to be working on your movement quality and your fitness and training. You need to be doing those things because you need to be doing it because you want your 
patience to do it, but you need to be doing it because your family needs you to be healthy and you need to be eating right. You need to be eating clean. Don't eat shit. I mean, look, I, I eat some cookies here and there, but in general, I eat steak and potatoes and broccoli or steak or chicken, rice and broccoli. You know, for lunch, I'll eat chipotle, but I won't eat the tortilla. I'll get like a, a rice bowl or a salad. You know, like I'm not eating McDonald's or McDonald's french fries or Yokiero Taco Bell. <laughs> this is not happening. So you have to go out there and create good habits in a high performance machine. Because if you want to be a high performer, you need to treat your body like a high performance machine. Here's a couple things that uh, Bedros uh, shared as well. So he said, skills do nothing unless you have the, these character traits, persistency, focus, and persistent, persistency, <laughs> it's a mouthful, focus and consistency. You hear the pattern? You got to be persistent. You have to focus, stay committed. You have to be consistent. Do it every day. You know, post on social media when you want to post it every day. And he said, when you're hurt and not whole, hurt people, hurt people. You're hearing, the, you're hearing the kind of pattern, right? When you are hurt and when you haven't worked on yourself, we haven't fixed yourself, if you are a hurt person, you can hurt others. And he shared like how he had, how this had happened to him or he had, you know, was hurt and he ended up hurting other people. But then once he started leveling up himself and fixing himself, like he was able to help others. So, you know, you have to take a look inside and see where are you hurt? Where are your issues? What are your problems? And just start working on being better or being self-aware, becoming conscious about it, journaling about it, talking about it with other people or a therapist or somebody and figuring it out. Because, you know, like when you're hurt or you're dwelling on mistakes you made that maybe other people don't notice, it affects your relationships, how you lead your team. It affects, you know, how you operate your business. When you heal and become the highest version of yourself, you become a gift to society. And there are four things to thrive in life and business. You problem solve, lead, teamwork, and communication. And it's like the bigger the problem you solve, the more money you can make, the more people you can help. Lead, leadership is about leading yourself and leading others. Walk the walk. Oh my God, I can't imagine. If you've seen any of my social media in the last few weeks, People are coming on there like, I would never charge $200 for physical therapy. I could never, I could never do that. I'm like, well, you probably wouldn't pay that for yourself. So how can you, how can you sell something you don't value or would never do? So you can't lead that. You can't teach that. You can't do that. Of course, you can't see how that's relevant. And what they're not seeing is the problem that we're solving for people. They're looking at the problem through their own lens. And we got, and then it's problem solving lead. And we got teamwork, right? Someone's got to lead. And someone's got to follow. You can't have multiple leaders, but you have to have a team. If you want to make a million dollars, you can't do that alone. You got to have a team. You got to rely on other people. You got to trust that they're going to do okay with you. And you have to be a good communicator. I have to, you have to be a good communicator through a podcast, through a blog, through a book, through websites, through videos. You have to be a good communicator through your team to get your team to implement the vision that you have. You have to be able to communicate well. One of the best ways that I do that is I use, I write it, I do a video, um, and I you know take screenshots and I'll I'll talk about it. So I, I use a video and I write it down. Easiest way to communicate something: write down the bullet points, send a video. Like you're going to have very few um, misinterpretations of that.
anxiety is the anticipation of future pain. If you've listened to any of Bedros's podcasts, you've heard this. I've heard this from him a lot. Anxiety, you know, he learned this from his he had a therapist and helped him with this. And I don't need to give you his whole backstory. Go listen to the ep- listen to the podcast episode I did with him. But anxiety is the anticipation of future pain. Like I'm anticipating in the future some problem. And that's going to cause me anxiety. What's the thing that alleviates anxiety? Bader says, action alleviates anxiety. That's his quote. Action alleviates anxiety. It does. Like, just go work out. Take action on something. Stop thinking about when my your website's going to be perfect <laughs> and having anxiety about putting it out there and other people thinking that it's it's bad or something. And just do it. And it's done. And just get over it. You know, there's a lot of other things that you can't just get over. But you have to understand that if we think about what might happen in the future bad, we're not going to take any action to growing our business. If I thought, if I put the, if I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, I can't put out that podcast because people are going to think I'm stupid or people are going to think I'm not smart enough or they're going to say, Aaron, you misspelled or misspoke something or, you know, you clearly, you know, can't keep a train of thought longer than 30 seconds. Like <laughs> if I was like self-conscious about these things, like I wouldn't be helping, able to help other people. You wouldn't be here. I'm taking action every day. It's about taking action one step at a time, one project at a time, not a million projects at a time. Here's another big one. You know, and you know, a recession's coming and we just got through COVID. We had a recession in 2008, was it 2008, 2009? And we had COVID. I mean, I have had a business since 1999. I, I lived through in San Francisco, the dot-com crash in 2002. Like, I think it was 2001, 2002, where there was all these people I overnight 20,000 people left San Francisco because they lost their jobs and or not overnight but within a few month window people all of a sudden it was too expensive to pay $80 an hour for massage you know it's coming but what you need to understand is that money never disappears it just exchanges hands the money doesn't disappearing it's just going to go to different people so what you have to do is figure out who's got your money Grant Cardone says this who's got my money Bedros has said that. I mean, I've said this before. The money's there. If you're feeling like there's not enough money for you, like you're going to get stuck in scarcity mindset. There are plenty of people for you to help, and there's plenty of money out there. You just have to go find out who's got it. You have to figure out what's the problem that a lot of people want solved, what's the big problem a few people want solved, and go find your money. Money can be used for so many good things. Money is a vehicle to freedom. Money is a vehicle to helping other people. Money is a vehicle to um, putting food on your plate and driving nice cars. Is money going to make you happy? No. But money can certainly buy cool things that you can be happy about. But ultimately, it's not going to make you a happy person. It's your perspective about what you've got. And so here's one thing I'm going to say that's really relevant to now about money is I don't give a shit how much gas costs. Oh, Aaron, you make a lot of money. You don't care. I'm not paying attention to whether the gas is 525 or 425 because I still have to drive my car and I can either complain about it or I can go find more money so that it doesn't matter. Things can be expensive or they can, you know, and I can get upset about it or I can figure out a solution to it. Most people aren't going to figure out a solution to it. They just want to complain about the cost of gas. And yes, gas is expensive and you have to drive somewhere for work. Like it's going to be more expensive now. Yes. Okay. Figure out how to make more money. Ride your bike to work. That doesn't cost any gas. You know, carpool. It doesn't disappear. It's exchanges hands. The government's printing more. So go find your money and figure it out. And don't complain about the little things. 
figure out what are the big problems you need to solve. And really, high performers value their time and don't get stuck in the weeds about little things. And it can be really easy to get stuck in the weeds. And I don't want you to be like wasting little bits of money here and there because that can totally add up. But what you have to do is focus on the big picture and not the small things. And when you look at the big picture and you look at the long-term goal, five, 10 years from now, there's not gonna be a recession. We're gonna get through it, but you have to be persistent and consistent. And you have to look at this every day and say, how, you know, look, I'm not gonna be satisfied, so let me go after it and get more. Let me go help more people. And when you do those things, the money's gonna flow. You go build relationships. Remember, generational, relation, generational wealth is built on relationships. It's gonna flow to you. Here's the, the last thing that Bedros said, which really affects the people that I work with. And if we work together, you're gonna recognize this. If we don't work together yet, this is maybe something we need to work on. He said, complexity is the killer of dreams. It is. Making something too complex is gonna keep you from taking action and it's gonna keep you from success. Thinking that you have to have it all perfect and it needs to be, your website has to have all 50 pages or whatever it is, making it complex is gonna kill your dreams because it's gonna be too hard for you to implement and you do, it's gonna be too hard for your customers to implement. And think about, or you had to go through something for another business that was so complex, you're like, screw this. You know, like the um, like the survey, they're like, hey, take this survey and we'll give you a $5 Starbucks gift card. And then you go in and the, the questions are too hard and you're like, I don't wanna answer these questions. There's 10 pages and you're like, God, I just spent 10 minutes and I'm not even close to the end. I'm like, I'm not doing this. It's too complex. Like no one's gonna finish that. Don't make two things too complex. Like think about this. It's like with the PT email engine, to run our application funnel, you just need to set up a form and put that form on your website. But if you think about it too hard and you try to make it too complex, or you try to put click funnels in there right away, now it starts to not work because there's too many moving parts. What is it? Is it Occam's razor? It's the usually the simplest answer is the best answer or the right answer. Complexity is the killer of dreams. And it's gonna get you if you let things get too complex. Don't make things too hard for yourself because you're smart. Your brain wants to do so much and prove to you that you're smart and that you know a lot that you're gonna make things really hard. And I mean, I've seen people do this in like our PT email engine. They go and they're like trying to create a bunch of new things. And I'm like, no, but the thing is already there. It's just, it's so simple you can't see it. So open your eyes to the simplicity, to the simple answer because even patients like, oh, here's a good one. Patients don't need the super complex exercise. We were taught the super complex exercises in PT school. I've seen people on Instagram doing these incredibly complex exercises, but my patients can't remember that. My patients can't remember, like I can hardly coach them through these multi-step breathing, training, movement exercises that it's like, put a water bottle on your back and do, uh, a bird dog and don't let the water bottle fall off. Like That's really simple. Like I was like, hey, do a bird dog. Okay, great. Now put this water bottle on your back and don't let it fall off. Okay, now water bottle falls off. Now that person is going to change how they move to keep the water bottle on their back. But they're not concentrating on contracting the transverse abdominis and it, their pelvic floor and breathing at the right time and moving their hand left and right and all the little things. It's a simple exercise. Simplicity. Simplicity is the thing that's gonna help you grow your business. And simple, simple is scalable. And this is something that, that is, wasn't something I learned this last weekend. It, 
simplicity is scalable. If you want to grow your business and you want to have other people helping you out and working for you, you have to make things simple for them. I'd love to know from you what resonated with you. Maybe you need to go listen to this episode again. But was there something that resonated with you from this episode? What I'd love for you to do is screenshot this, share it with a friend, but you know, screenshot it, put it up on Instagram story and put in a quote the thing that resonated with you and tag me and I'll reshare it. Leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast. The thing is, is we all know that there's 250,000 physical therapists in the United States or active, maybe active licenses. Not all of them are listening to the show. Not all of them. And, and every day I didn't know cash-based practice was a possibility. I didn't know I could make $100,000 as a physical therapist or a million dollars as a physical therapist. Like I didn't know that was possible. I need these people to hear these messages. And one of the best ways you can help is to share this, leave reviews, comment under the YouTube video, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all those things so that the algorithms show this to other physical therapists. If you're not going to share it with your friend, that's totally fine. But just like, subscribe, comment, but let me know what the insights are that you have so that I know what's helpful for you and I can create more content that works for you, but also so that your friends, colleagues, coworkers can get help, get inspiration and learn. So I'd really appreciate appreciate it if you would like, share, subscribe, leave a review for the podcast, and let me know what's been most helpful for you. Thanks so much. This is Aaron LeBauer and the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode. Go out, crush it, be a high performer, and embrace that. And don't worry about what other people think about you. Go out there and help a lot of people, help millions of people, and I'll see you on the next show. Peace. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the show. If you're an established PT business owner, whether you have a clinic or online business, you're a coach or whatever, and you want to 10X your marketing, your time, your income, your impact, and scale your business to multiple six or seven figures, then I would love to invite you to join me or someone on my team for a free strategy and scale session. On this call, what we'll do is help you get clear on your goals. We'll help you identify the obstacles in your way and uncover the hidden opportunities in your business. Then we'll help you map out a three-step action plan so you'll have more fun, help more people, and make more money much, much, much quicker. And you'll leave the session feeling clear, confident, and excited about taking your PT business to the next level. Sound good? If that's a hell yeah, just go to cashptmastermind.com. That's www.cashptmastermind.com. Watch the videos and read through the whole page. Then fill out the short application and business assessment you'll find at the bottom of the page to schedule your call. Thanks, and I'll see you next week on the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast.